Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, oh, do we have a treat tonight. Glory to God. Is there anybody in expectation besides me? Oh, oh, it's that group. Glory. Amen. Let me, let me ask that one more time then, because I like that. Is there anybody in expectation besides me? That's what I'm talking about. I'm not going to hold you back for long then. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Tracy Harris, our spiritual father. Hallelujah. And we just praise God. Hello, everybody. Glory to God. Woo! We're going to have a time tonight. Yes, sir, we are. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. God is good. He, these guys, they said, look, we are going to be there, and you may or may not know that, but there was a hurricane came between us <laughs> and them, and they didn't let that hurricane stand in the way. There weren't many planes flying, but there was so that they could uphold their word to you today, and uh, praise God, you're not only here. What a you, joy. You're not even late. You're, it's glory not even to God. late. Actually, it was early. Early. Look at God. <laughs> look at God. All yours. Thank yes, you sir. So very much. All right. Well, stay at the All ready. I'm going to turn it over to you right. in a moment. But glory to God. Give the Lord a shout. Isn't God great tonight? Are we live streaming here? Yes. I want to welcome everybody that's watching by live stream, certainly those that are friends and partners of uh, the Rights Ministry and Boomerang Church, but also anybody that's a friend and partner with Harvest International Ministries that would take their time and effort and energy, whether watching it live now or watching it later by some electronic media. There is no distance in the anointing, the abiding presence of Almighty God. In fact, we're going to talk about something that's a very holy, very special, very supernatural thing. In fact, there's a lot more going to be done, but I really need you to pay attention over the next couple of moments because what you're about to hear is why we came. The Holy Ghost has spoken. And you're going to hear it, and I need you to add your faith to it, to the glory of God, in Jesus' name. And miracles are in the house. Amen. I said miracles are in the house. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you have your Bibles? Yes. I want to show you a couple of things, and then I'm going to do something the Spirit of God spoke to me to do. And I understand that, you know, I'm not big into titles. As far as I'm concerned, I'm just your brother. I'm your brother in Christ. Titles mean nothing to me, but now function of the anointing, that's something totally different. Do you understand? So I have stood before Almighty God, and as I have many times before, and every time before I stand behind this sacred desk, I let him know that I'll do what he tells me to do, say what he tells me to say, act out what he tells me to do, and believe God for the necessary endowment and endowment of all the graces of the office he's assigned me within the sphere of the ministry of the head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not speaking to you tonight, especially over the next few moments, as a pastor. I am a pastor, but it's not my primary gift. I've already told you I'm not into titles, that's not the point. But I do know that I'm not speaking for my own grace. So when you're speaking from the head of the church, it carries a different tone of authority and there's a different boldness that goes with it. And you're about to hear a thus saith the Lord. From the office of prophet, it's going to change the direction of this ministry from this day forward. Oh, it's going the right direction. Not a change as in an altar or correction or even something that is not already established. 
but you'll understand in a moment or two. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. There's two things, but the first thing I want to tell you is concerning great faith. What Jesus called great faith was found in several places in the Word. Now, we could teach this out as a teaching, but this is for a prophetic utterance. It's the groundwork upon which I'm going to declare what the Spirit of God said to me from this day forward. When Jesus was looking for faith, and the Bible says that's what he was looking for. You know, when he says, I have found, it means he was looking for it. It means he was seeking it. The Bible says in Luke 18, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith? It says in the epistles of Peter that our faith is more precious than gold that perishes and that when he appears that it may be found. I'm telling you right now that he's not looking for our natural service, our all of these things are fruits on the tree. If a person has faith, they're going to be faithful. Yeah. Faithful means full of faith. Right. So if a person believes in the vision, they're going to faithfully be a part of what's going on. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I shouldn't. You understand? So all of those things, he's looking for that, for the faithful man abounds with blessings. But uh, just because a person comes and goes from church, they can mentally ascend. And by deception even, it's not the hearer of the own that's blessed, it's the doer. So even by the spirit of deception, they can come and be deceived. That they think just because they attend this church, they're going to get something just because Brother Brian walks in the power of God. So my point is, he's looking for faith. Now let me make a couple more statements about that, and then we're going to talk about great faith, all right? The Bible says he's dealt to every man the measure of faith. The scripture is very clear. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Faith is what causes all goods and services in the kingdom to move or transfer. Faith is the currency and the substance upon which things are built, the back upon which things move, and it is the authority upon which we possess and obtain what belongs to us and it gets transferred into our account. We need to understand it's more precious than gold. That today... Things don't cost any more than they did 100 years ago. We buy them with faith. Yes. Do you understand? They don't cost any more than they ever have. We buy them with faith. Now, I say that for this reason. Uh, once again, because the teaching anointing is here, I could easily get into the teaching, but that I don't want to dilute what the Spirit of God's assigned right up front here uh, with getting into the teaching, except to simply say, that he's dealt to every person the measure of faith. If you're born again tonight, you have faith. You have it. Not only do you have it, but it's impossible to please God without it. The other thing is, the just shall live by faith. It is the way we are required to live in the kingdom. It is the law which works by the royal law of love. And if I really love God, I will operate by faith. Because if I really love him, I'll actually trust him. And the highest element of that is confidence and trust. I trust what he says. See? So we need to understand that faith is in you and faith is in the house and everybody has it. And it's what Jesus is looking for. Jesus said that not everybody's at the same place of faith. In fact, uh, the Apostle Paul writing to one of the churches said, all men have not the faith. 
Evil and wicked men have not the faith. So even though he's dealt to every man the measure of faith, he didn't mean everybody on the planet. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when a person is born again, it takes the word of faith. Romans 10, hearing the word of faith to be born again. So we, we quote the Romans road. We say, with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made into salvation, right? But yet the Bible tells us the word of faith which we preach. See, verse 9 and 10, we always quote trying to lead somebody to Christ. But the truth is, verse 8 says you've got to preach to them. The Bible says they can't hear without a preacher. They can't preach unless they're sent, right? And they can't believe unless they hear. So consequently, then faith cometh by hearing. Hallelujah. And hearing by the word of God. So things, faith moves on the back of words, words of the container of the substance that moves all the goods and services in the kingdom. Glory to God. You came here tonight for the very purpose of getting your faith moved to a different place. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. And what you hear, you have faith for. So I'm saying this to simply say that everyone in the room that's born again has faith. And the only way they could have had it is they heard. It took faith to be born again. So a person can't be born again and have no faith. Those are diametrically opposed to one another. If a person's a Christian, they have faith. You cannot look at someone and say, well, my faith just won't do what your faith will do. That'd be like saying, my right hand won't pick up this piece of paper like your right hand will. Right. Sure it will. It'll move mountains. It'll cast out devils. It'll destroy sickness and disease. It'll create a future. Glory be to God. Your faith can do the impossible. The substance of the impossible is on the inside of you. And the substance of the impossible, whoo, it is in this room. Jesus not only said, not all, do all men have it, but then he said, men that do have faith, not everyone is at the same level of faith. And he talks about, O ye of little faith. Right? Yeah. And he describes being of little faith. All right? And then he talks about having f great faith or full of faith. And then he even spoke to one church about faith that grows beyond measure. I'm saying that for this reason, obviously our faith can grow. And when it's exercised and worked, it can grow. And I understand that not everyone's on the same level, but faith is a critical component, the component that brings supernatural change of things that are outside the will of God yes. into the will of God. Yes. Faith is the force God gave you to cause your life, any area of your life that's outside the will of God, to be supernaturally morphed, changed, transfigured into the will of God. You don't have to have what you're having. Unless you're just obstinately opinionated about I'm going to say what I'm going to say and it is this way and I'm going to walk by sight. Because God's no respect your persons. Right. Amen. Yes. But he won't change. Right. So you must. <coughs> Amen. Yes. Now I say, those, I say those things for several reasons, but really two primary ones only. And that is this. One of the persons, and, and of course he said it to the Syrophoenician woman, and identified it this way. He said to you, woman, great is your faith. Then he said, for this saying. So how was her faith manifested? In a saying. For this saying, the devil has gone out of your daughter. Now I just 
by the Holy Ghost, the Lord just stopped me right there. And he said, people don't understand why they're having so much trouble with the devil. And the Lord told me, it's their sayings. See, if a saying can drive the devil out, a saying can let the devil in. All right, chew on that one for a while. I asked the Lord one time, I had a man that uh, went to heaven early in our congregation. And it, he obviously wasn't physically ill. He shouldn't have uh, gone to heaven that young. And he wasn't what we would consider, the world would consider a young man. But, but God considered him a very young man from the perspective of the fact that he had work to do and was lively and vibrant and full of energy. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why is, and I called his name, why is he in heaven? And I mean, just as clear as a bell, the Lord said to me, it's a matter of the tongue. In other words, don't ask me anymore. That's it. I'm not going to talk to you about it anymore. You couldn't have done. In other words, he knew why I was asking him. I was asking him, did I miss something? Should I have seen this coming? As his pastor, could I have helped him? Could I have covered it? The Lord knew why I was asking it. And when the Lord said, it was a matter of the tongue, then what the Lord was saying, it wasn't, you didn't have the authority to change it. That's why I didn't talk to you about it. You couldn't have changed it if you wanted to. Because he was mature, yeah. and his tongue brought him to heaven early. And you couldn't change it. Wow. That's what he was saying to me. See, we get all condemned about, well, I know what the covenant says, and I know it shouldn't be, and boy, that's illegal, and we shouldn't have it. Well, if people who are taught the word are so stubborn, they're going to keep saying what they're saying, you can't change their outcome. God didn't give us authority to control your life. That's right. Amen. He gave us authority to cover you. When you're humble and willing to be covered then his mercy will move in and he'll allow us a room to change the outcome because of his mercy and your humility and your awareness of the way the system works and the kingdom works. And if you just can't seem to appropriate it, God will bring help to you. And we're going to talk about how that help comes tonight in a little bit. But that's beside the point. What we're talking about right now, the most important thing we're talking about right now, glory to God, I can sense the weight of the anointing on me right now in a big way. Woo, something major is happening. Praise God and I can sense it. My, 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 my. So <clears throat> there was a man that we call commonly the Roman centurion. And he sent to Jesus and said to him, in the ultimate translation, we understand that there's some things leading up to this, but basically he said, Master, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. Speak the word only. Remember what he said? Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. For I also am a man under authority. And I say to one, do this, and he does it. I say to one, go, and he goes. I say to the other, come, and he comes. And I say to the other one, do this, and he does it. Jesus said, I have been looking for this. Yes. I haven't found this kind of faith among covenant people. Mm-hmm. Are you listening to me? This man doesn't even have a covenant. But he understands Faith and authority and the authority of faith-filled words. A person who knows they're in authority, when they speak, they get what they say. He, he said, this is the person I've been looking for. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Here's what I want to say to you now, by the Spirit of God. Three things that Jesus said great faith will do. Great faith will cause things to go. Great faith will cause things to come. And great faith will cause things to be done. Yes. And all things go, come, and are done 
by faith-filled words. That's the way it works. So Jesus then made it very clear how the law of faith works. So if we look at it from Mark 11, which, and that's where I want you to go, Mark chapter 11. Mark 11, verse 22. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Notice what it says here in Mark chapter 11, verse 22. It says, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have the faith of God. Woo, that means we can have it. Shout it out, say, I have it. I have it. Yeah, you do. What kind of faith? Is God going to reach over and say, hey, Gabriel, give me some of your faith. I want to give that to him. What kind of? No. Sure he's not. Why? Because he didn't give you an angel's faith. Right. God, what kind of faith does God have to give besides his own? If, if he dealt to every man the measure of faith, he gave you his faith. Glory to God. It works just like he uses it. And you know what it does? It calls those things to be not as though they were. It brings life into dead situations. Amen? So have the faith of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say to this mountain, are you a whosoever? So that means anybody can have it. Whosoever shall say, how does the faith of God work? With words. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, mountain would be an obstacle. We don't have time to teach along these lines. But the deal with the mountain is when it's not named as a geographical location, in the scripture it's always symbolic of a kingdom. So we're talking about satanic opposition, another kingdom opposing us. God's kingdom's advancing. The will of God needs to get done. There's opposition to that will getting done. There's a mountain, another kingdom. That's opposing what God wants done. You see this? So whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed. Glory to God. Be thou cast into the sea. Well, there's a little two-letter word that describes all I just said. Go! I say to one, go, and he goes. Are you with me? Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now get very clear about this. Jesus did not say you're going to have what you believe. He said you're going to have what you say. Out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, which means what you say is your faith speaking. And the word thing there. Faith rules things. So the word thing there has an S on it. It's plural. Amen? Which means we don't receive the thing we say. We receive the sum total of the things we say. So faith doesn't only work when we're working it on purpose. Faith's at work all the time. So when a person's talking unconsciously and just rattling off at the mouth, what really comes out is what they really believe. Yes. That's how they see life. It's how their opinion is. It's what they think. It's what they, you see what I'm saying? This is working all the time. It does, it's not only working when you're working it. It's working all the time because it's coming up out of our heart. Now, the point I'm trying to make is I say to one, go when he goes. So faith can push things away from you. Amen? Then he says in verse 24, 
Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray. So notice he said, whosoever shall say and believes what he says will come to pass will have what he says. Then he says, therefore I say. So evidently, he must have been transferring something. He must have been saying this on purpose. He just literally transferred to me the authority to move every obstacle, every mountain of unanswered prayer out of my life. He literally transferred to me with one statement the ability to get prayers answered on the same level as himself, which is why I pray in the name of Jesus. When I pray in that name, it's as if Jesus were praying. That name through faith in that name. You see what I'm saying here? Gives me access to the unsearchable riches of Christ, direct audience with Almighty God. And 1 John makes it very clear, if we ask anything according to His will, we know He hears us. And we know if He hears us, we have it. So when do we have it? When He hears us. That's what it says. It says, if you ask, and I ask anything according with his will, we know he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we know we have it. So when do we have it? When we see it? No, we have it when he hears us. Yes. Same thing here. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them. And you shall have them. Say this, receiving. Is having. is having. So when do you have it? You have it when it comes, when you see it, when you can show it to somebody else? Or do you have it, or do you walk out of the prayer room with it? Jesus didn't say, Well, I'm believing the big man upstairs. Well, I, I'm believing it's going to work out somehow. Well, I, I'm believing something's going to No, he said, when you believe, you believe something specific. And here's what you believe. You believe that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou. Let's just say that. Be thou. Be thou. Say be thou. Be thou. That means we're creating something. So faith will do three things. According to, great faith will do three things according to Roman centurion. It'll cause things to go. It'll cause things to come. And it'll cause things to be done. Jesus said to the woman of issue of blood, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. If her faith can make her whole, then your faith can make you whole. Yeah. That faith hath made. Faith is a creative substance. It's the substance God used to create the world. Right. Glory be to God. Yes. So, uh, that's why when you resist the devil, he flees. <coughs> How do you resist him? With faith-filled words. Yeah. I rebuke you, Satan, in Jesus' name. Well, sure, he's got to go. He's got to go. Yes. I said he's got to go. Yes. Do you see this? Faith causes things to go. Faith causes things to come and to be done. Be thou. That means your future is going to be what you tell it to be. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. That's what God did with the world. Didn't he say, light be. Light be thou. Oh, glory be to God. Faith-filled words. Create worlds. Thank you, Jesus. Now, as we look at this, once again, notice what he said. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but believe. So now he's about to tell us exactly what to believe. This isn't like Methodist faith, Baptist faith, I'm of the Episcopalian faith. Well, I'm Pentecostal. Well, I, there isn't a bunch of kinds of faith. 
any more than there's female faith or male faith or white faith or African-American faith or rich faith or poor faith. There's only one faith. It's the God kind. Yes. Amen. And you have it. Amen. And it'll do for you what it did for Jesus himself. Amen. The Bible calls it like precious faith. Woo-wee! <laughs> Glory to God. And it'll get things done. Amen? Yeah. It'll get things done. Woo! Glory to God. I tell you, I'm preaching myself happy. I've already been to church. Now listen, listen. So he says, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. Now he's going to tell us exactly what we have to believe. Not, well, I believe it's going to all work out. Well, I know God's going to heal me at the appointed time. He didn't say believe any of that. That's a bunch of mental scent, mumbo-jumbo, religious traditional nonsense that's going to get you in a quandary over why it hadn't happened yet. I just don't understand. And you're exactly right. You don't understand how it works. This is how it works. Here's what you have to believe. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. So here's what we have to believe. Specifically, we have to believe what we say comes to pass when we say it. Glory be to God. And when we, when we believe that what we say comes to pass when we say it, we will have it. It'll go when we tell it to go. It'll come when we tell it to come. It'll be done when we tell it to be done. And then he says in verse 24, specifically when you pray, here's how you pray. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, you shall have them. So what do you have to believe specifically? That when I prayed, I received it. I have it. So I can't be frustrated and in faith at the same time. Because if I'm frustrated, I'm saying I don't have it. And if I had it, I wouldn't be frustrated. Right? So a lot of things we're talking about faith and toughing stuff out is not faith at all. It is us trying to work the system to get God to do something. And it's really hard to get God to do stuff he's already done. <laughs> That'd be like calling the contractor that built this place and say, would you come build us a, a building? He said, well, the building's right there. <laughs> already done. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Are you receiving anything right now? Now, here's why I said those things. The Spirit of the Lord <clears throat> spoke to my spirit very clearly uh, right before I stepped out here in the office that I'm assigned to. And he said to me, he said, you know, <clears throat> it made me to know that almost everywhere all across America and around the world, all churches are trying to get people to come to the church. And he said to me, and this has to do with your vision. This has to do with what the Spirit of God has shown you to do, the outreaches and everything you're doing. He said, this church will be a church like, this will be my church. What he meant by that, and, and I, I'm paraphrasing a little bit in my words because I'm going to get to a specific thing he said and what we're about to do tonight. But he said to, to me, by the Spirit of God, he said, this will be the church. You don't say to people, 
come to church. This will not be the church people come to. This will be the church that comes to you. And he said, tonight, I want you to tell that church to come to them. <laughs> Glory. Tonight, you get this property. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Tonight. Amen. I said, tonight. Amen. Glory. He said, under, in my name, under the authority of the office, I've commanded you, and in rank and file, you tell this property, this building, in no uncertain terms, building, church, property, lands, equipment, and everything that's needed, you come to Brian and Nicole Wright. You come to Boomerang Church. You come into their hands right now. Right now, you come. You come to them right now. Come to them right now. He said, All three of these things will be done tonight. Right now, right now. Date it, time it. At 7 35 in the evening on July the 14th, 2019. You just right now came into possession of this building. It just came to you. Woo! By the authority of the name above every name, the one that bought and paid for all properties and all nations with his blood. He owns it all and he can put it and transfer it into the hands of people he wants to have it. Woo! I'm telling you, this property just got transferred to you. And it won't be in the natural processes of time that men think. You mark my words. Suddenly, supernaturally, things are going to begin to shift. Right now. And he said to me, three things are going to happen tonight. He loves the body of Christ. He always never has half a will. He doesn't do something great for one person and leave another person hanging or make them, or somehow have them without. He's not Robin Hood. He doesn't steal from the rich and give to the poor. He told me all three things are going to happen tonight. He said, my angels are going to go. So angels, go, 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 go. I tell you to go in the name of Jesus. To the north, the south, the east, and the west. You bring the resources for this vision to be completely and absolutely debt free. Yeah. So listen to me. The property, the building, the lands, and whatever additional lands. But right now, all of everything that is here that's attached to this vision, where you put the sole of your foot. Yes. It comes to you now. It did it a month. It already came a minute ago when I talked to it. Then he said, the angels are going to go. They're going to minister to anybody that's involved in this transactional blessing. They're going to minister to the people. Every person that's involved. Every person that has a controlling, decision-making part of this property in the kingdom. 
And he's going to influence them and help them and minister to their hearts. That this piece of equipment should be transferred into another division of the body of Christ. And he's going to see to it they're compensated. Fairly and properly. But it won't be a wait and see thing. God's going to move on them and say, get this into their hands now. They need it now. They need to be able to do some things with it now. They need to know now it's theirs so they can go forward. And by the wisdom of God, everything that's fair and equitable on both sides shall come to terms in the kingdom and all of the finances necessary for this thing to be transferred into your hands debt free shall come. You hear me? Yes. Shall come. And it does come into your hands. So things go. Things come, and this shall be done. So stand on your feet with me. Because one thing I've learned about faith is, whosoever shall say. I'm, t- I'm to tell you a story. I, didn't, I wasn't sure I was supposed to tell you this story. He didn't make it real clear to me until just now. But I remember when we needed a building once, and... Uh, Certain things were going on in the ministry, and I won't belabor the point, but there was nothing on the table, nothing open, nothing available, nothing we knew about, but from Sunday to Sunday, in seven days, we had to have a new place. Now, I've been through a couple of these transitions, and I'm talking about stepping out onto what the natural man looks like, nothing. And before your foot hits the ground, God creates the ground under your feet. So if he can do that, this ought to be relatively easy. It's like Dad Hagen used to say when they threw that dead man on top of Elisha's bones. He said, if we can believe that a dead man's bones can raise somebody from the dead, a dead prophet's bones can raise somebody from the dead, it ought to be relatively easy then to believe that a living prophet could lay his hands on you and you could be healed. Isn't that right? So if God can do some of the miracles he's done for us, it ought to be relatively easy for this to take place. And suddenly. And supernaturally. Woo, you got a suddenly! (laughs) As of July 14th, you got it. It's a year of thrust like none other. It's a year of thrust like none other. Glory be to God. And if this is the only reason for which we flew through a hurricane to get here, it's why we're here. I'm serious. I'm serious as I can be. If, this is, if there's no other reason why we stared down the elements and told them, you stop it now. We're going where we're supposed to go. If there's no other reason, it was to get this building transferred. All the rest is going to be gravy. I knew it when I walked out the door. He said, this is why I sent you. Glory to God. Now, here's what I'm going to say with you about that. One more thing, and then we're going to act on this. I've already acted on it. As far as I'm concerned, it happened at 735. But we'll probably update the clock only because you must act on it with me. Because what the Spirit of God told me to do that day we needed a building, as he said, son, you believed in things like this, you know, and, you know, this miracle after miracle after miracle. He said, here's what I want you to do. Leaders lead. He said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to open your Bible to Mark 11, 23 and 24. I want you to lead them through what it actually says. 
I want them to have their Bible open and put their hand on it. And I want you as a congregation. And this was this years ago, but yeah. you need to probably do the same thing now. I noticed y'all responded immediately, so obviously the Lord's leading you to do it. See, this isn't just Tracy Harris's promise. This isn't just the prophet's promise. This isn't just Pastor Brian and Sister Nicole's promise. Boomerang Church Amen. is about to receive this church yes. on the basis of Mark 11, 23 and 24. Yes. Glory be to God. And I tell you, I didn't even stop to ask you. I know I'm under the anointing, and I know you're fine with it. I can see the countenance on your face. You're thrilled. But I don't know who knows anything about anything. And probably nobody knows anything about anything. But I know by the Holy Ghost, this is not from the natural information that I have. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glory to God. Oh, there's some things you need. Some things you need from heaven. Amen. Things you've been talking to God about. I just taught you the answer. Say the spirit of grace. Your faith will work the same way. Ministry of Jesus was by faith. We're in his ministry today. Amen. Amen. So right now, together then, we together are about to talk to this property. Yes. <laughs> it's going to hear your voice. <laughs> one of my favorites is Micah chapter 6 verse 1. It says, Arise. Contend with the hills, or contend with the mountains. Let the hills hear your voice. This is a voice-activated covenant. Arise! Right now, this minute, we're about to contend with this mountain. Every obstacle is about to hear our voice. <laughs> and the high places are coming low, and the low places are coming high, and the crooked places are coming straight. Prepare you the way of the Lord for everything needed by Boomerang Churches coming into their hands. Yeah. Glory be to God. Do you see this? Yeah. I tell you, God's not a thief. He loves people. So he sure doesn't mind using his people to believe in resources to bless people. It'll be a fair and equitable transaction and everybody would be so thrilled because the blessing of the Lord over his pleasure on what's going to happen is going to bless everybody involved. Yes. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Yes. So don't get intimidated in your mind about, well, is it worth this? Or what could we do that? Or this, I'm not budging. No, don't get in the natural about this. I said, don't get in the natural about this. Yeah. It was not about that. This isn't a property transaction. This is a kingdom transaction. Yes. Yes. Glory be to God. Amen. Yes. And at the same time, he's going to grant favor. Because the people that, that, that transact this business, they need to have seed in this thing too. So he's going to deal with their heart about what's fair and right. And together, by the Holy Ghost, the peace of God will reign and rule. Are you hearing me? I mean, it's done tonight. I'm telling you, the angels just, they went out here at the speed of light already. So all that's left is for us to just kind of come into an agreement. You can sense the weight on this, can't you? I don't know why I see myself doing this, but I'm going to do it. Your faith will do everything you'll ever need it to do in the name of Jesus. The great mountains 
will fall and shake and tremble before you. Speak with authority. It doesn't even require you to raise your voice. It has nothing to do, male or female, strong, weak, young, old. Your voice has power. When you speak, it's like the roar of a lion. Rise up and be bold, saith the Lord, for the mountains tremble before the daughter of Zion. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Authority is released with words. And this church has authority. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That means tonight he's building something in the kingdom. This church has authority with faith-filled words. And so therefore, we use our words. Glory be to God. So according, if you've got your Bible open here, put your right hand on on top of those scriptures. And you say, well, my hand on it, I can't read it. Well, I... I've memorized it. I can quote it. So, you know, if you kind of need to put it between your thumb and forefinger, I get that. <laughs> I get it. Because you're going to look at it. Say, truly. Truly. The Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. Has said to me. Has said to me. Have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. I can have it. I can have it. I do have it. I do have it. In Jesus' name. I have faith. I have faith. Woo! Glory to God. Hey! Yeah! So truly, woo! Glory. So truly, he said to me, whosoever shall say, I'm a whosoever, I say. See, I'm about to say something. Yes, I'm about to say something. Yeah, I'm about to say something. Woo! (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea. I say, say, By faith, faith, To every obstacle, Every every religious traditional spirit, Every demon power, and every civil law, and or natural law, that would in any way oppose, or resist, or hinder the sudden supernatural transference of this building, or its property, and all of its contents into our hands, into the hands of Brian and Nicole Wright and the members and partners of Boomerang Church. You be removed now. Mountain, get out of our way. You go in the sea. Glory to God. I'm just leading you through it as the Holy Ghost telling me. Are you following me? The Bible says that Jesus was nailed to the tree. He took the handwriting of every ordinance that was against us. He took it out of the way. By the blood of the Lamb. Say it. By the blood of the Lamb. The Lord Jesus has taken every legal handwriting 
every document, every ordinance that was against the transference of this facility out of the way. You're gone. You're out of our way. Now. Now, I want you to hear me. Listen to me. When we were dealing with that mountain and those demons, you could feel it just through here. Right then, when I was dealing with the handwriting and the legal documents, I could feel people's minds getting involved. I could feel it. It was a different level. It was a different level of authority. That's what I'm saying. Not everybody's at the same level. I'm telling you, if you will just not resist and just get in line and let the faith of those that can believe it carry it, the blood of Jesus just took every ordinance and everything against this out of the way. Woo! Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I said, glory be to God. It just got removed. I said, it just got removed. It just went in the seat. It won't surprise me if before he goes to sleep tonight, somebody says, you know, God's really been dealing with us, Pastor. We just tore that thing up. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's there. I don't know that anything's there. I'm just telling you. Amen. Jesus just took care of it. Amen. Oh, Jesus. You'll hear words like, oh, well, this is just a guideline. I mean, I know it could be legally bound, but that's not. No, we just did that just to have something. It's just, that's the way they're going to be, see. That's the way you're going to be, see. Because this transfer, this transaction is taking place. Amen. Amen. Right now. Amen. Amen. Now say, I believe. I believe. I don't doubt in my heart. I don't doubt in my heart. That this church. That this church. All of its contents. All of its contents. And all of the property thereof. And all the property thereof. Are transferred. Are transferred. Now. Now. And are in position. And are in position. And possession. And possession. A boomerang, church, a boomerang church, the man and woman of God, assigned to this vision, it is in their hands, transferred into their hands, now. Well, you got it. It's in your hands. This just belongs to you. Oh, yes, sir. I'll do that. Sure, I will. Sure, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. I see that. I'll do that. So they have it. You have it. If they have it, you have it. I said, if they have it, you have it. So it's in my hands right now. Now you see why the Lord said, this will not be a place where people come to church. This will always forever from this day forward be the place because this is the church that comes to you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah. This will be the first miracle of all the apostolic miracles that will come. To plant churches, churches will come to you. And it will always be the ministry of the church that comes to you. So people will say, I was born again because they came over and did this outreach. This church came to us. It's because the anointing is on the church to come to you. <laughs> Are you receiving it? Yes. It's yours. 
And there is no authority. In heaven and earth and under the earth, you can stop it from coming. Because it's already in your hands. It has already been transferred. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lord Jesus. So, as a body of believers, say it, as a body of believers, as a body of believers and, the members of Christ, and the members of Christ, in particular, in particular we, believe, we believe, we have, we, have, we, receive, we receive, we came into possession, came into possession of, what we said, of what we said when we said it. When we said Woo! Glory to God, we have it! Therefore, Father, we seal it. According to verse 24, we seal this. Therefore, we seal this. Yeah, therefore, we seal this. For you said to us, whatsoever things you desire, we desire this church, all of its contents, all of the property thereof, the parking lots, the grass, the trees, the power, the transformers, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing left out. We desire this building for the presence and the glory of God and the expansion of the kingdom and to fulfill our assignment. Be transferred into our hands. We believe. We receive it. Now. Therefore, we have it. Now. Now take a minute and delight yourself in the Lord, for it is He that gives you the desires of your heart. Glory to God. It is He. Glory to God. From this day forward. This will forever be known as the church that comes to you. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. I saw something in the spirit by the Holy Ghost. And uh, yeah, you probably will need to get that out of the way there. Uh, I mean, I know you didn't know what I was going to do here. I see it by the Holy Ghost. When I have my hands joined with theirs. They know, there's no doubt in their mind. They felt it transfer into them. It it moved into them. Well, it moved into my heart. I believe it moved into your heart. Now the Lord said, because you've used your faith, and faith works like a seed, you just planted a seed. And he said, I want to demonstrate that it is my desire on every seed to give them an immediate harvest. And so he told me, there's some things you need that you've had your faith on that you're believing for. And he told me, by agreement, if you desire it, for me to lay my hands on you as a point of contact and agreement, my faith joining yours, that based upon what we just did to receive this for the kingdom, there's now some personal things he wants to get in your hands so you can do your part where this is concerned. Glory be to God. And because you were willing to believe for the body and for the kingdom, He's now inviting you to ask him for what you need personally to do what he's called you to do. Glory be to God. 
So whatever you need individually, Spirit of God told me it's harvest time. It matters not if it's healing. A seed can become anything. It could be finances. It could be healing. It could be wisdom. It could be relationships, whatever it is. But tonight, your faith is high. Lord, I just saw it in the spirit. Spirit of faith is high in this place. You've even seen the laws that govern receiving. Now you know how to receive. Now you're not coming up here hoping you're going to get something. You're coming up here purposefully determined, oh, I'll get it. Just get your hands on me, man of God. Just get your hands on me. I got mine tonight. Oh, yeah. And it'll be transferred. Things will go. Things will come. And things will be done. Say it. Things will go. Things will come. And things will be done. So diseases will go. And healings will come. And your wholeness will be done. Do you see what I'm saying here now? So if that's you and you have a personal need in any area, glory be to God. The anointing of God is here for me to minister to you in that way. So get up here and make a line here. We're going to believe God right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm going to grant you authority over many things because you've been faithful in a few. Some things you haven't been able to get control of that you felt like had control of you shall now fall off as chains falling away as broken, as easy, as a thin tissue of paper shall be. For that which looks strong before this night shall now flee from your presence and flee from thee. Resist them one more time and you shall surely see things you haven't been had control of and you felt had control of thee. Now you gain your control by authority and they shall no longer in any area dominate thee. Your body, your soul, and your spirit even your finances shall come fully into line. Get, get ready, saith the Spirit of God, because I'm about to transfer your harvest in every area divine. So receive your miracle this moment, for once you get up off of the floor, you'll be at the door for more, and you'll be free evermore. So know, saith the Lord, the joy of the Lord is your strength, and in my presence fullness of joy shall be. So prepare yourself, my daughter, to run victoriously and be forever free. That went right there. Glory, be, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. It's your night. It's my night. Say it, it's my night. Oh yeah, this is my night. It's my night. My night. It's my night. Everybody up here just shout it out. Say, I believe that I receive in Jesus' name. Take a deep breath. Then receive in the name. There it went right there. Glory to God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's just begin to worship God here. I believe I receive. I believe I receive. See, you can get it before I ever get there. All I'm doing is sealing the covenant. You're receiving it by faith today. Glory to God. I believe. Oh, well, there's that anointing. My, my, my. I believe. Shout it out. I believe. I believe. I receive. I receive. Right now. Right now. Then have it. Receive it. There it went right there. Glory to God. Whew. Receive it and have it in the name of Jesus. Receive it and have it. In, oh, there it is right there. Receive it and have it right now in the name. There it went right there. Glory to God. Faith for miracles. Shout it out. Faith for miracles. I mean loud. Faith for miracles. There are faith for miracles in the house. Miracles are happening right now. It's faith for miracles in the house. Hi, there it is right now. There it went right there. Faith for miracles. Oh, there it went right there. There's faith for miracles. Glory to God. Faith for miracles. Receive it now in the name. Receive it right now. In the, oh, there it went right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Faith for miracles in the house. Faith for miracles in the house. Yeah, yeah. Ha! Mahaha! Faith for miracles are in the house. Faith for miracles. Oh, that went right there. My, my, my. The power of God is so strong. My, my. 
Faith for miracles that win, sister. Hallelujah. Seal it. Say, I have it. 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 I'm getting off the floor. Say, when I get off the floor. When I get off the floor. And when I leave here. I'm leaving here with it. I have it. Shout it out, I have it. Shout it out, I have it. Shout it out, I have it. I have it. Have it. You have it. You have it. You have it. You have it. Glory to God. You have it, baby. You got it. You got it. Woo! You have it. You have it. You have it. You have it. It's your night. You don't have to beg. I said, you look at me. Get that countenance up. Start stomping and rejoicing like she did. You got it. If you got it, you're happy about it. Are you happy about it? You ought to be because you have it. Do you have it? I said, do you have it? I said, do you have it? I said, do you have it? I got it. I got it in the name. That went right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you'll get there. You'll get there. You're on your way. You're on your way. You're on your way. You're on your way. Now, yeah, yeah I'll tell her. I heard the Spirit of God say, tell her, I love her so much. He's a gentle father. He's what he told me to tell you, and it's not a correction or even a rebuke. It's just something that he lovingly, as your father wants to say to you. See it right here in the Spirit. He says, you tell her. Get herself out of the way. Her worth has nothing to do with it. I'm a loving God that gives. I want her to have it more than she wants to receive. Yes, I'll tell her. He said, and tell her, give me permission. And to give herself permission to have it. You have to give yourself permission to have it. I said, you're going to have to give yourself permission to have it. You know I'm right. You know I'm right. I see it in the Spirit. Faith isn't something you try. Faith is something we do. Glory to God. Let's just hang in the presence of God. Don't you go anywhere. You stay right here in His presence. He's just loving on you and loving on you and loving on you and loving on you. He's going to talk to you over the next few moments in a special way. I need to get out of the way so we can. <laughs> Glory to God. Come on now. Come on now. Let's just stay in this. Oh, there's that anointing. Oh, goodness, 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 goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, 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 oh. Have it in the name. There it went right there. Glory, glory, glory. Woo! Oh, have that in the name. My, my, my. Oh, believe you receive. Oh, we have this, sweetie. Glory to God, we have it. Yes, we have it. Yes, we have it. I said, yes, we have it. Yes, ma'am, we have it. We have everything we believe for. We have it. We have it. We have it. We have it. Oh, yeah, baby, we have it. Glory to God. Yes, we have it. We have Yes, you have it. You have it. Yes, you have it. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You have it. Yes, you have this. You have it. You have it. So have it in the name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, I know you're here for support, but neither one of you resist. Receive it all the way down to your toes because you have this. You have this, and there's an anointing to produce it. Things go. Things come. And now, things are done. You have it. You have it. You have it. Both of you have it. Yeah, that just sit in his lap. That's fine. Praise the Lord. He'll like that anyway. Praise the Lord. Ha! In Jesus' name. Ha! In Jesus' name. There it is right there. Ekatara. Setalaba. Ha! I love you, sweet lady. You're such a blessing to the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 Glory to God. 
Oh, glory to God. Get those lightning rods up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, she braced herself. Praise the Lord. <laughs> she like did that whole, I don't know what kind of move that was. A little gymnastics there. In the name. Ha! In the name. In the name. There it is right there. Glory to God. How in the name. Oh, there it is, baby God. In Jesus' name. That went right there. My, my, my. In the name. That went right there. I saw it. Mm. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Have you ever noticed when you slow down a little bit? Now, for me, not everybody's anointing operates the same way, but when God's ready to do something, he's ready to attend. And when I move in that anointing, Amen. Then your mind gets out of the way. And when your mind's out of the way, the power of God flows. Amen. When you slow down or have to slow down for something, then uh, you know people get back in the natural. And it's not my power doing it anyway. Thank you for your enthusiasm. <laughs> Glory to God. Somebody get behind him. Rote, shemete, ligrasto, robofe, magito, tumchanomo, fredaya, subumpa da kaleliti. Look at me. Subumpa la kaleliti. Saboom takala didi. Saboom lakata tada didi. Saboom. Saboom la pa. Ha! Yeah, that's what I saw in the spirit. I saw he's pregnant with twins. You know what I'm talking about? That's how I saw he's pregnant with twins. You understand what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? He knows what I'm saying. Glory to God. If he walks in and he's real cautious going down a narrow aisle, it's because wings are sticking out of his side and he's knocking stuff over. Whoa! Yes, it is. Woo! Glory to God. Hey, 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 Woo! Well, I just think we need to rejoice a little bit here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God, 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 glory, glory, glory. Now I'm going to give you an assignment, sweet lady. As I look back at you, I'm going to give you an assignment. You need to get lost in the revelation of how much God loves you. Don't focus on anything else for a season. Lose yourself in how much God loves you. What's your first name? Tiffany. Tiffany. God loves Tiffany. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. God, the creator of the universe, the one who does all things well, the one that numbered every hair on your head, the one that a sparrow can't fall out of the nest without his notice. God, who opened his hand and satisfies the desire of every living thing. God loves Tiffany. And God, who is love, is going to teach Tiffany how to love Tiffany. Tiffany's life is going to change. From this day, mountains going into the sea. Tiffany's life changes from today. And just begin to thank Him for it. And say, Lord, I receive it. I receive your love gift. Because that's what it is. Nobody's earned anything they're getting tonight. 
He did it because he loves us. I receive your love, Master. Master, I receive your love. I receive your love, Master. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we love you. We bless you. And we bless the woman of God. She believes. She receives. That went right there. Oh, glory. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Yeah. Man of God. That was you we greeted in the parking lot, wasn't it? Step up here. It's your night. It says my night. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. If I didn't come here for anybody. Flew through a hurricane for the church. Flew through a hurricane for you. Ha! So receive it. Oh. Oh. Oh, big man. I wonder. I wonder. I reckon if there's more where that came from. Ha! Whoa. Ha! 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 We'll have a triple dose, man of God. Glory to God. Well, let's just spend some time rejoicing. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory, 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 glory. I have believed, I have received, therefore I have it. Shout it out, I have it. Oh, yeah, you do in the name. You have it. I have it. Woo, I have it. Woo, I have it. Woo, I have it. I wonder... What kind of miracles we could get if we decided we were going to do a three-week meeting, morning and night, maybe take Saturday off and let somebody come back Sunday morning. What if we did a three-week meeting, morning and night, for three weeks, we taught on the law of faith, and we taught the principles of faith, and we pumped people full of faith. I wonder by that third week what kind of miracles we could get by faith. I bet we could get somewhere. What do you think? Oh, I bet we could do that. What do you think? Thank you, sir. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm not saying I won't do more tonight, but uh, this is the primary purpose for why I came. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So uh, right now, I, I don't know what else to do other than turn it over to you and let you receive the offering like you were going to to begin with. Praise the Lord. He asked me, uh, you know, oh yeah, I'll take care of that. She's already been ministered to, but uh, that doesn't mean a thing when it comes to that because the Lord talked to her about something specific and he dealt with that, right? Watch this. This is really interesting. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this, but I saw myself doing it, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> right? Right? Right. In the name. Bless them real good. Glory be to God. We have it. Shout it out. I have it. Now, here's what I'm going to say, and Brother Brian's going to take it. And if we do any more after this, well, that'll be up to the Holy Ghost and him and whatever else. And thank God we got more than one night. Glory to God. But how many of you would say we've already had some church up in here? Yeah, yeah glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. So I am going to say this. According to the book of Hebrews chapter 12, it says that the kingdom, everything that can be shaken will be. Right? And the purpose of that shaking was the removal 
of everything that could be shaken so that we would receive are you hearing me so that we would receive an unshakable kingdom two points about this number one everything in the kingdom has to be received everything and we receive by faith point number two is when there's a whole lot of shaking going on that's when we're receiving that doesn't mean you're doing something wrong I mean, stuff shaking loose, it was in your way. Oh, the things that can't hang with the shaking, you can hang with the shaking. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You're built on a rock. Gates of hell can't prevail against you. There is no shaking that can shake you loose. So I say let her shake. Because the people that can't hang. See, what I do on the car when I get some, some unwanted creature on my windshield is speed up. And some of y'all had this experience. It's the most amazing thing to see a grasshopper. And you're thinking, this is a slick piece of glass. What are they hanging on to? They must have something on there to somehow they got some kind of grip. As you're going 50 and they're like that and the wings flopping up like that, but man, they're not moving. So, well, I'm going to see if he can hang at 55. And then both wings are going. You say, I'm going to see if he can hang at 60. Both wings and the leg are going. But I guarantee you, there's a point at which... You're not going anywhere, but he's shaking loose. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm telling you right now, let her shake. Strapped in the seat of righteousness, stay the course of God's love and favor. Stay in Christ and in your authority. Live by faith and ain't nothing around you that won't shake loose when King gets a hold of it. Just let that name at her. Don't ever be afraid of God picking you up, turning you upside down, and shaking you till the lollipops come out your pocket. Because <laughs> there's stuff in you need to be shook loose. I know I said that in the wrong tense. I did it on purpose so you'd laugh at me. I want you to pay attention to what I was saying. You need to be shook loose. <laughs> Whole lot of shaking going on. Glory be to God. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. I don't know about y'all, but I feel a little bit like I'm in a Category 5 rapid right now. We just, man, glory. Glory. And we've only just begun. You know, we might get a good offering tonight. People get better when they're drunk. No, okay, I'm being so silly. i tell you what I did see, though. I did see by the Spirit of God that there is a supernatural supply under this anointing. This church, the building, what faith brought yes. will bring everything that needs to be supplied Amen. for what faith brought. Amen. There was a cutting loose of all heavenly supply yes. under this anointing. You, Glory be to God. And just like you use faith as a seed, you use other things as a seed as the Lord directs you. And when that happens, there's an immediate harvest. It shakes things loose. So I don't know what's on your heart, but I just sense you're supposed to do whatever it is you're supposed to do. And uh, are you glad you came to church tonight? Yeah. Glory be to God. Me too. Did you know that North Carolina is such a prosperous state, they even had roads that go to the Outer Banks? <laughs> and do you know there's such prosperous pastors in North Carolina? that they have fine cars and plenty of fuel. 
to make it to two meetings in one day in the same state. I love you, man. I'm so glad you're here. Woo! We love you. We're listening online. I, listening online. I like it. So you know where we went? Woo! And then you saw where we're going. Praise the Lord. Obey the Lord, sir. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Teach me something. I'm grabbing my Bible. Amen. Have you received already? Glory to God. Uh, you may be seated, and uh, we're not done. Hey, you've already listened. Uh, we are not moved by feelings. You can go ahead and bring it. We're not moved by feelings. We're, moved, we're led by the Spirit of God, and we're moved by the Spirit of God. Sometimes you get prayer, and sometimes you feel things, and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't feel a thing, and yet the mightiest of things took place, whether you felt it or not. We live by faith and we walk by that faith. We have life overflowing by that faith. So as you were getting prayer, I just felt like the Lord said to tell you that whether you felt something transferred, some, some of you I know felt something transferred, but some of you may not have. That does not mean you didn't receive something. That, that does not mean it at all. The Spirit of God was moving, and whether you felt it or not, things were transferred, and you say, Lord, I receive everything I needed tonight. And when that transfer took place of that building, you need to understand that was not just for uh, one couple. That was not just for a church and for a ministry. That was for every person here in this word that if you need healing, if you need finances, you need wisdom, there's a transfer to be had. There was the spirit of faith in operation for you to receive that thing tonight. So just receive it. Just close your eyes right now and just say, Lord, everything I need, I just received tonight. Tonight, tonight's my night. By faith, I receive it. I have it. I believe I've got it. I've got it now. I'm not waiting on it. Lord heard my words. He heard my speech. And I have it. Glory to God. Amen. Now just receive it be in thankfulness. See, if you actually receive something, you'll be thankful over it. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Lord. We've received what we need. I've received deliverance. I've received that freedom. I've received provision in every way. Lord, we've received, we've received the planes. We've received the buildings. We've received the debt paid off in Jesus' name. We've received help, divine health in our body. I'm not walking in mediocre, just get by health. I'm walking in supernatural health right now in Jesus' name. Glory to God. That's who you are. We're not waiting. That's who you are now. I'm looking at a bunch of people healed, delivered, set free, out of debt, overflow in their lives, provision in every area of life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't just... And listen, when he said, when he said those ordinances, they were nailed to that cross. And then what he was saying to us is anything that may be legal in this world that would have held things down and tied things up, they were completely removed. Completely removed. I want you to know anything legally that is tied up things in your life, any documents, anything in the name of Jesus, receive them as gone and not holding back anymore now. 
And it's not just for a ministry, not just for a couple. It's for every individual and even every person that's hearing this because there's something special in the meeting to set the captive free. That the Spirit of the Lord can get involved and all of a sudden there's that freedom in it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let's turn real quick to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1, if you don't have an envelope, just raise your hand and they'll, they'll bring you an envelope. And it's important that you have one. Even if you did not come prepared to give uh, tonight, even if you're new, you didn't know anything about it, if you don't have an envelope, get an envelope because that's going to put you in a place to kickstart something in your life. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 1, and we're going to start at verse 3, and I want to read this. Now I want you to see something. Many of you, I know that we just talked about feeling the power and the anointing of God that was released, and that came through, that was Jesus working through a man, a man who decided to partner with him. He said, I want to partner with Jesus, and Jesus said, I'm looking for people to partner with. I'm looking for people whose heart is pure towards me so that I might show myself strong on their behalf. You're looking at a man who's decided to partner with and be his ambassador in the earth, and listen, you can partner with Christ in this way too. You are adequate ministers. God in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, he said that I have made you adequate as ministers. I have made you able ministers. He's not talking just to apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. He's talking to the body of Christ. You can walk in a power that you've only dreamt of before. And I'm not talking about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. I'm talking about believers. You can walk in the power of God. But what you experienced already tonight is a, is a man that decided, I'm going to take up the call and by faith, Lord, I receive what you've told me to do. I partner with you. And you experienced already an anointing to release that. You've already experienced that. It's, it's simply a man who decided, Lord, I'm going to take my part in your body and watch what humility and submission to the Spirit of God, submission to our Lord Jesus will do. All of a sudden, things can change. Just a few weeks ago, we were in South Carolina, and I remember one, one, a couple of testimonies I shared this morning. One was a lady... And she was laid out on here. And I'll tell you, I saw in the spirit and I saw the spirit of death on her laying up there. I went, uh, I've seen that before. Actually, when I was with you before, we were in Texas. And uh, one time we were in Texas, the guy came up. He said, he said, I want you to pray for me. I believe he had cancer on him. We were praying for him right in the middle of the convention center. The guy fell out, boom. I saw the spirit of death on him and I saw it come up out of him just like that. And I knew instantly he was healed right after you prayed for him. This is the same thing. I saw the lady up there. I saw the spirit of death on her. I don't know what else was wrong, but she had her arm in a sling. And she started going like this. When they picked her up off the ground, the spirit of death was gone. And she went, she shot her arm out of that sling. And she went, glory to God, I'm healed, I'm healed. And she went, and, and we were having service up here. And they were back there, whoop, 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 whoop. You remember that? 
Because the power of God had come through a person that decided to partner. That's the love of God. How can you fathom a love that wants to use us like that? You and me like that. Glory to God. That same place last year, uh, Pastor Tracy, uh, he, he went and it was funny because Joel asked me a question about, about blowing on people when he was praying. You know, and Joel asked me a question. We asked that. The next night, Joel was sitting there. He was uh, sitting about where uh, J Pastor Jonathan is. And uh, he was sitting back there. He had his, his eyes closed, his hands raised. And, uh, and Pastor Tracy went like this. And I know that look, the anointing came on me. He went, he, went, he ran back there. And he went like that into, into Joel's chest. And Joel fell back, boom, in the chair like this. Well, Joel's eyes were closed. He didn't know. He didn't know. I said, Joel, what happened? He said, I don't know. He said, he prayed for me, and all of a sudden, he said, I got knocked back into my seat. I said, did you know that he didn't touch you? He said, what? I said, he didn't touch you, is that right? He said, how, how can a man blow into my chest and knock me back into my chair? How's that possible? The Spirit of God. The anointing of God. Let me put it this way. The grace of God on a person that decides to partner with them. Yeah. Now watch this. That same night you went to the hospital, there was a death sentence on the lady. They were going to unplug her. She was never going to be, she was never going to go anywhere from that hospital room. That was the last place she was going to see. That same grace in that meeting transferred by him doing, blowing the breath of the Holy Ghost through him. That grace came into you. You went and prayed for that lady. The lady, they pulled out, they pulled the machine off, turned it off, and she went home just a few days later, healed, delivered, and set free. There's a grace and greater grace to be had. There's a greater grace to be had, just like the faith you were saying. There's a grace and a greater grace to be had. There's a grace that you can tap into. Over in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10, it says this. It says that you can increase the harvest of your righteousness. He wants you to move to abundance for every good work. He says you can increase the harvest of your righteousness. This is what this means. Everybody, if you're born again, you have the righteousness of God in Christ. But that verse right there shows us that just because you have righteousness does not mean that your harvest is the same. There's a way to increase it, to move into greater grace, greater faith, greater harvest of our righteousness. I'm about to show you one. If you look at this, you look in uh, Philippians chapter 1, Paul is talking to the Philippians, verse 3. I love what he says. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all. My every prayer for you all. Look at this. Now why is he praying this prayer? They've done something. They've done something. It's brought, it's brought them to his memory. They've done something. It's brought them to his memory. He says, in a view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now... In view of your 
participation in the gospel from the first day until now. What they had done is they had partnered with Paul. They had partnered with him. He said, you've partnered with me in the gospel. Now, there's a funny story about uh, Reinhard Bonnke and uh, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. Uh, Reinhard Bonnke was moving, I think he was moving to Florida, if I remember correctly. And uh, he was moving down there, and the Lord, the Lord put it on Dr. Rodney Howard Brown's heart to give him his house and all the stuff in it. And he said, he said, I got to give you the house. He said, here's, here's the keys. He handed it over to Reinhardt Monkey. He said, here's the keys. Here's the house. And he said, he said, I was sitting there, and about that time, I got a phone call from Reinhardt Monkey, and he said, I know what you did. And Dr. Rodney said, what? He, and Reinhardt said, I know what you did. He said, I can't walk through this house. I can't look at this blessing. I can't look at this and not think about you. Every day, I'm praying for you. Every day, I'm praying for your ministry. I'm praying for your family. I'm pray I know what you did. He had partnered. Dr. Rodney had partnered with him. And listen, the Holy Ghost brings it up in a remembrance. The first revival in the Gentiles. You know what was over? An offering. He said, your alms have come up before me. The centurion. You know what? He had, he had been given offerings to the, the Jews. He'd been given offerings. Offerings are important to God. And there's, man, oh man, does the devil fight them. Why? Because the devil knows. They come up in remembrance. And they come up to the place where God says, I want to let you partner with my grace. If you'll partner with me in the gospel, you get to partner with me in grace. There's a grace flowing through Brother Tracy, as you've already experienced. There's a grace flowing. He says, he goes on to say this. He says, listen, verse 5, in view, why am I remembering you in prayer and in, in joy in my every prayer? Your partake participation in the gospel from the first day until now. For I am very, for I'm confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. How would you like to have a good work in you perfected day by day until it comes to the full? You know, all you got to do is you just line up the same way the Philippians lined up. Lord, I'm going to become a partner of the gospel. And then it says this, he says, verse 7, For it's only right for me to feel this way about you all, because I have you in my heart, since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all, listen, are partakers of grace with me. He just told, this is the Apostle Paul telling the church at Philippi, he's saying this, the grace that I have operating in my life, Apostle Paul, miracles, healing, deliverance, this life to the full till it overflows, every bit of this grace, you are partakers with it because you partner with me in the gospel. Let me read this to you in the Amplified. Same verses. Let me just read it to you, Amplified out from the original language. Verse 3, I thank my God in all remembrance of you, 
In every prayer of mine, I always make my entreaty and petition for you all with joy, delight. I thank my God for your fellowship. What was the fellowship? How did they come into fellowship? Your sympathetic cooperation and contributions and partnership in advancing the good news, the gospel, from the first day you heard it. So see, they didn't wait around and be like, well, I'm going to watch his ministry for 10 years. No, the anointing moved, and all of a sudden they said, I recognize the anointing, and I will not wait. I'm going to partner with the gospel being spread through you. I can see the anointing. I can see the grace. He says, I'm not waiting. From the first day you heard it until now. And I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. It is right and appropriate for me to have this confidence and feel this way about you all. Listen to this. This is the Holy Ghost saying about the church of Philippi through Paul, it is right for me to have this confidence about you. It is correct. It is of God. It is by the Spirit to know and have confidence on you because I know when you partnered with the gospel and what we're doing in the kingdom, you partnered with my grace and that that grace is going to overflow in your life. It is right and appropriate because you have me in your heart and I hold you in my heart as partakers or partners and sharers, one and all with me, of grace, God's unmerited favor and spiritual blessing. This is true both when I am shut up in prison and when I'm out in the defense and confirmation of the good news, the gospel. In other words, he's saying the same grace that would break him out of the prisons, the same grace that would bring him back from the dead after being stoned, the same grace that would cause him and empower him to go when every other man would lie on the ground and feel sorry for himself, the grace that Paul was carrying, they got to walk in the same grace because they partnered with him. We have the opportunity to do the same thing with Brother Tracy tonight to partner with them. Everything that's given in the offering, be it here, there's a, there's a link online, uh, givebc.org. You can give online or if you have a card, that's the easiest way to go. Anybody, every bit of it is going to Brother Tracy and their ministry. It's our privilege, Brother Tracy. It is our privilege to partner with you in the gospel. And as we've done that, I can tell you, I have seen the graces start to come on our lives. Just what I just explained, that discerning of spirits and seeing that, that started to come on in our lives when we started to partner with you in carrying the gospel. Those giftings, they started to come open, come alive inside of us. I can tell you, I never had had that before. When we partner... With the gospel going forward, it opens up. God says, this is partnership. It's a way that I get the graces to people. I can tell you, he has spent time with the Lord, spent time in the Word. He spent time being diligent after, after the good things of God. And there's something about that. I need to be around people who have spent more time in the Word than me. I need, and I need a part of what they have in my life. And people don't realize it, but I can, get, I can get access to it simply by becoming a partner 
of the carrying out of the good news with them. Just that quick. One time, uh, one time the Lord told us just as a church, it was like something didn't quite seem right in the finances. Something quite didn't. One of our spiritual fathers and the Lord said, I want you to redirect. Do you remember this? The Lord said, I want you to redirect. He said, he said, no, you've been putting it here. I want you to put it here. And it was with one of our spiritual fathers. I mean the week we made the transition, our finances went like that. Is that right? Who you sow into is important because of the graces that they're carrying. You have the ability tonight. And so now here's what I want to tell you. You can, you can make a check out the Boomerang Church. You know, you put in there the love offering. Uh, this is all going to uh, Brother Tracy's ministry. But here's what I want to tell you. Even if you, didn't, if you didn't come prepared to give tonight, but you say, you know what, I, I, don't even, I don't even have anything on me, right? I don't even know. If you got something on you, then you should pray, Lord, do you want me to give it? But if you didn't even come with anything, but you say, Lord, I, I need some help. I need to jumpstart. I need to jumpstart some grace in my life. Listen, we just gave you an envelope. Right. And this envelope might not look more like much to you, but I promise you it cost us more today than the widow's two mites back in that testimony in the Bible. And today, this envelope's your envelope. You can tear it up. You can write on it. You can draw. You can scribble on it. You can throw it in the trash. You can use it to pick your teeth. If you want. I, don't, I don't care. But it's yours. It cost us something. Even if you didn't come prepared, you can lift that envelope as now yours because the word says this, God gives seed to the sower. And you've got something you can sow right back into the kingdom of God because if you, if you put an empty envelope back up in here, it's another one we don't have to buy. And you might not have come prepared tonight, but you should come tomorrow prepared to partner with that gospel. But even if you didn't, Lord, I need a jump start. I need a kick start. I need to start operating in some grace. You hold that envelope up like it's got a million dollars in it and you believe that a supernatural God can get a hold of your heart and your heart and his love can jumpstart something. I just ask you to stand right now if you're prepared to give and just lift up this envelope as a part of your worship. Lift up that envelope as a part of your worship. Lord, we partner with it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, we partner with the gospel that you are bringing out through Brother Tracy and his ministry. We partner with that gospel. Lord, and not only that, but Father, as we give tonight, we're not just giving away. At the same moment, we are receiving. And by faith, just like he talked about, by faith, right now, I start to receive the grace and greater grace by partnering with this ministry. I receive that grace now. I'm not waiting on it. Right now it's opened up in heaven and my life is different going out these doors. My life is different in my finances. My life is different in my health. My life is different. It's not a payment. It's a partnership with the things that God is doing. It's a partnership with God. And these are spiritual principles, whether you like them or not. I can't change what God said. You can't change what God said. But I can line up, humble myself and line up with how God said to do it. And Lord, tonight we humble ourselves. And we become partners of your goodness. We thank you for it, Father. Thank you, Lord.
Right now, Lord, as we bring our offering, we bring it with faith. And we thank you for it. Lord, I just ask that you would let it be pressed down, shaken together, and running over back into their life. Let grace and greater grace open up into them. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. You may bring your offering. Thank you, Father. Father, we just thank you. Thank you. What a different night. What a different night. Like, I don't even, we don't even know where to go. We don't have to. It's just Hallelujah. let the Lord. You got something else. You got uh, something yeah, else. I got a little something, yeah. but uh, I do. And yes. then I'm going to turn it over to you. So. Glory to God and let you close it, pray, whatever you want to do. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, what a night. You know, it just almost seems like a sin not to be in church way past two hours. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, glory to God. I mean, even movies are usually over two hours and people don't even go to the restroom. You know, it's an amazing thing. Glory to God. But no, you know when the work is done. And I'm so grateful. And we have promised to the Lord that we won't transgress the word of the Lord to do more or less. Yeah. I do have something that I want to take just a moment. And I, and I literally do mean that, just a moment, to open up so that we have a hook yes. for what these meetings hold, have already held, but will hold. I can sense it on me now. I yeah, sense it. I Tonight and tomorrow. I want to talk to you about a subject matter and a title that the Lord gave me supernaturally for these two nights. These meetings were set by the head of the church yes. from the foundation of the world. Yes. Most of you didn't know that you th almost all of you thought you were coming to church. You didn't know you were going to get a church. Yeah. <laughs> Glory, Glory to God. To God. Yeah. Woo! Oh. Yeah. Hallelujah. And not only did the church receive, but the church received. Yeah. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Woo! Hallelujah. Yeah. So let's take just a few minutes to open up a subject for a matter of moments so that since faith comes by hearing through the night, as you lay before the Lord and He starts dealing with your spirit, you'll be prepared for wherever the Lord takes us together tomorrow night. Amen. Would you be seated for just a moment? And I want you to open your Bibles, please.
to the book of Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. And I want to talk to you about a subject. I was asking the Lord, um, you know, Lord, do you want me to go any further tonight or just do this other thing you told me tomorrow night? And uh, I knew he said, take just a few minutes and open it up. And then I knew that's what he said. But then it was confirmed when he said, I need to be around people spent more time in the Word than me. That was not an accidental statement, whether you know it or not. I want to talk to you tonight under the anointing of God in an arena that I know some of the laws that govern it, but it's not a subject that I can remember that I've ever actually preached on in this way or taught in this way. So when the Lord wakes me up at 3 in the morning and talks to me about a set of meetings, says, this is what these two days are about. <coughs> then I know he's very serious about why we've come together. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And he woke me up about three this morning. And he began to talk to me about this. And I want to share with you along the lines of what he began to share with me. And then tomorrow night, we'll find a place to pick it up. And we'll see what the Spirit of God wants to fully accomplish with everything that's taking place this evening. Glory to God. Luke chapter 5, I want you to begin reading with me, if you would, um, in verse, um, verse 31. It says this, it says, And Jesus answering said to them, Now obviously there's something going on that occasioned this remark, and we may or may not talk more about it, but I just, I just want to kind of set the context just a little bit tonight. And Jesus answering said unto them, They that are whole... Need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And they said to him, Why do the disciples of John fast often and make prayers? And likewise, the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink. Now, the Amplified talks about... Um, you know, in a couple of places, in Mark's gospel as well. But it says here uh, in verse 33, the Amplified, Then they said to him, The disciples of John practice fasting often and offer up prayers with special petition. And so do the disciples of the Pharisees also, but yours eat and drink. But uh, the other gospel writer says that at that time, there was a season of fasting. All right? So he's really making a point about the fact that his disciples aren't fasting just because there's a prescribed fast. In other words, that fasting is more than legalistic or obeying a feast or mechanical. Now, we may talk about that a little bit more tomorrow night, but it seems I'm being led by the Spirit of God to talk about it briefly right here so that you can get the concept of where we're going to go. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 58, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible because of what it truly reveals about God's heart. And he talks about fasting in this chapter. And he says this. He says, <clears throat> verse 3, let's just start verse 3. He says, wherefore we fasted. Well, I'll tell you what, I need to back up to verse 1 by the direction of the Holy Spirit. Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. 
I want you to see that when the Bible talks in 1 Corinthians 14 about if the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, I can prove to you from the Word of God that a trumpet is not only preaching, but it's typically the voice of the prophet. So we see here that we're blowing a trumpet. You blew a trumpet at Jubilee, which means you're proclaiming deliverance. Hallelujah. You understand? So the trumpet now is synonymous with the voice. Now that's going to be critically important in a moment when I make a tie together in just a few minutes about where we're going to go uh, as we develop this more tomorrow night. And in just a moment, I'm going to give you the title of this message. Because to this point, you might think I'm preaching on fasting. And I'm not. I'm not. It's a component of what it's going to take to produce what I'm called to preach. Are you hearing me? So let's read this now. He says, Show my people transgression in the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways. As a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God, they ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and you don't see? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul and you take no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast you find pleasure and exact all your labors. Behold, you fast for strife and debate and to smite with the fist of wickedness. In other words, you're fasting to try to manipulate me to you to get your way. You're trying to make me move and do what you want me to do. See what he's saying? Meanwhile, you know, you're keeping your own attitudes in the same situation. In other words, it's not changing you. And so he says, you fast for strife and debate. Smite with the fist of wickedness. He said, you shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. Is such a fast that I have chosen? Now that's a key phrase right there. Say, I have chosen. Say that three times. Who's doing the speaking here? The prophet. Who's he speaking in behalf of? Who's the I? God the Father. So God is saying, I have chosen. So this isn't Isaiah's choice. This isn't Isaiah's doctrine. God is saying, this is what I have chosen. This is my will. You see this? I have chosen. He said, is such a fast as I have chosen? A day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? I'm going to read the Amplified so that you understand what he's saying here. Is such a fast as yours what I have chosen? A day for a man to humble himself with sorrow in his soul? Is true fasting merely mechanical? Is it only to bow down his head like a bulrush and spread sackcloth and ashes under him to indicate a condition of heart that he does not have? See, you need to understand, true fasting isn't just about doing without food. And if you're fasting, doing without food, thinking God's going to respond because you're able to do without food, you're just going hungry. Because that's not the purpose of this here. And we're going to talk about the purpose of it. He says this. He says, will you call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Verse 6 in Amplified starts with the word rather. But I'm going to read King James. 
In the King James it says, is not this the fast that I have chosen? Say, I have chosen. Say it again. So who's choosing this? God. This is the fast I have chosen. To do what? To loose the bands of wickedness. To undo the heavy burdens. Look at this now. This is huge. To let the oppressed go free. And here's the key phrase. To break every. Somebody say every. Every. Every enslaving yoke. Say it. I have chosen. To break. To break. Every enslaving yoke. God wants to break every yoke. That's what he's chosen. He hadn't chosen you to do without food. He's chosen to break every yoke off your life. That's the will of God that the yoke gets broken. Glory be to God. Now there's a purpose in the fast that manifests itself in something that starts breaking yokes. I wonder what that is. Well, let's go back to Luke 5. Now see, this is what Jesus is responding to in this passage. When they're saying, how come your disciples don't fast? It's the same attitude God has in Isaiah 58. John's disciples are fasting. The Pharisees are fasting in a prescribed time of fasting. Every, all, every, all their disciples are fasting because it's the time of fasting. Why aren't your disciples fasting? You're right. He did not say his disciples didn't fast during his ministry. That is not what it says. Now we're going to read something that sounds like his disciples never fasted. But Jesus didn't teach that. He didn't say, he said, when you fast, not if. Right. Yes. That means not if you fast. He said when you fast. Don't do it like the Pharisees. Oh, now we see what he's teaching. He's not teaching a mechanical, legalistic self-denial that's going to twist God's arm behind his back and make God do something. God already wants to break the oath. You can't fast long enough to hold his arm behind his back and make him break a yoke he don't want to break. That's acting like he doesn't want to do it. He wants to do it. The yoke's not there because of him. Do you understand? He wants to break it. Woo, glory be to God. Are you seeing this? This is a big deal. So Jesus said, when you fast, don't do it like the Pharisees. So he did say, you will fast. He expected them to fast. But not like the Pharisees. And these people are coming to him saying, John's disciples are fasting. The Pharisees' disciples are fasting. Why aren't yours? You see this? Now here's the thing. When they came down off the Mount of Transfiguration, what did Jesus tell them? This kind goeth not out but by. So evidently, evidently, he did expect his disciples to fast. And evidently when you fast, it affects your faith. Because he didn't say they didn't cast the devil out because they hadn't fasted. He said they didn't cast the devil out because of their unbelief. The purpose of the fast or any fast is not to give you authority over the devil. It's to deal with the spiritual forces that empower you to deal with those opposing forces. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Fasting done correctly is actually worship. But I don't don't think I'm going to have enough time to get into it because this isn't a teaching on fasting. But something happens when a person fasts in the spirit realm that you can't see. But it's like a sweet smelling incense. It goes up to God. It's 
you're putting yourself on the altar. Mm. But anyway, that's, that's beside the point. We're going to read what he said here in Luke 5. He said, verse 34, And he said unto them, Can you make the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? The key words are with them. Say, with them. You don't fast as long as the bridegroom is with them. And then notice what else he said. But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then they shall fast in those days. Now, he didn't mean that all of his three and a half year ministry when his disciples were with him that they never fasted because he was here. That's not what he meant. Now that you understand and see the lay of the land here, you can see very clearly they did fast. And he was telling them their faith got affected because they didn't fast and they couldn't cast out that devil and yet they'd already been given authority to cast out that devil. So clearly it's not just at face value here that we're talking. He's obviously not teaching about, no, you, you don't fast while I'm here, but now when I leave, you're going to need to fast a lot. That's not what he's saying. That's not the subject here. The subject is with them. Somebody say, with them. Now, I'm going to fast forward and quote a verse so that we can pick it back up tomorrow night because I'm going to find just one, just a couple of slots here to connect, okay? Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Ghost, and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was Jesus did what he did because there was a presence with him. Yes. He was not by himself. Yes. You see this? So he's saying, as long as the bridegroom's with you, there's no need to fast. But he said, the day's coming when the bridegroom's taken away. You fast in those days. And then he also spoke this parable. No man puts a piece of new garment upon an old. If otherwise, then the new makes the rent, and the piece was taken out of the new and agrees not with the old. And, then, and no man puts new wine in old bottles. Else the new wine will burst the bottles and be spilled, and the bottles shall perish. But new wine must be put into new bottles. And both are, what's that next word? preserved. What we're talking about here is the presence of God. And what we're talking about is preserving the presence. Preserving the presence. Miracles happen because the presence of God is here. What came into you the power of God that came into you, the anointing of God that came into you, the breath that blew you back in the chair. That's because somebody's with me. You said, how can a man blow on a big man like me and knock me backward? I mean, if he hit me, he could knock me down like that. That was your thinking. Why? And I don't mean to, I'm not belittling anything. I'm saying at that moment, not knowing what you know now, you were totally in the carnal realm. Are you with me? So there was a force you couldn't see, had never experienced, did not know that was working with me. I am never by myself. Not ever. 
has always a presence with me. That's why no weapon formed against me can prosper. I even have a rear guard. I got eyes in the back of my head. And if you only knew it, so do you. The presence, the covering, the anointing, the power, the person of Almighty God. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. No weapon formed against you could ever prosper. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you, saith the Lord. No, never, never, ever. I will never relax my hold on you. Now, what we've got to learn is how to preserve the presence. Are you hearing me? So this isn't a message on fasting. This is a message on preserving the presence. And there's more than one thing that will do that. But here we're talking about fasting. And so let's just talk about that briefly. I remember reading many years ago about an open vision that Dad Hagen had on September the 2nd, 1950 in Rockwall, Texas. And in that vision, Jesus appeared to him and he had been believing God, been on the traveling circuit about seven months. He had pastored churches before that. And the Lord appeared to him, took him to heaven and to hell and so forth. And I'm not going to tell you the whole vision. But I remember that he put the finger of his right hand in the palm of each of his hands and anointed him with a special anointing to heal the sick. And the Lord talked to him about this. The Lord said to him, now, if that anointing, and he told him how it would manifest. Here's what the Lord said to him. If that anointing ever lifts, fast and pray till it returns. Very few people focus on that. And he said, anytime he's ever experienced a season where he knew he needed to, and it wasn't always a full fast even. One time... He just knew that somehow he had just, sweet tea had gotten control of him. It's like he drank so much of it, he, he, well, I'm just, okay, let me get over here. (laughs) I've come to bring a sword. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) He just knew that the sweet tea had gotten hold of him and uh, to the point where he didn't have control over it. And he didn't like anything having control over it like that. And so he just fasted it. Yeah. And I think it was a long, long period of time. He didn't have any more for a long time because once he fasted it, it just left. And then he got to where he picked it back up when he could control it. Why? Because things like that that have control of you affect yes. the anointing. Yeah. Well, why would it affect the anointing? Because the anointing is not a thing. It's a person. Right. Yes. The anointing is someone with you. Do you get this? Do you see this? And so the Lord Jesus told him, son, if this ever lifts, fast and pray till it returns. And he never, he he didn't go on big lengthy fasts. He didn't. In fact, Jesus taught him. In fact, he made it a practice early in his ministry. He would fast every Tuesday and every Thursday for many, many years. And there came a time in another vision. The Lord told him, don't do that anymore. I want you to begin to shift your administration and go to a different place. And, uh, when he told him that, he said, I would rather you live a fasted life. Keep your body under. Don't eat all you want at any given time. So forth and so on. Now, wow, I didn't mean to get this deep into this, but let me just, go, I'll go a little bit deeper. because I'm not trying to pick on you. I'm just trying to show you some examples. Holy Spirit will help you tailor it to your life. Because what we're really talking about here for all of us is preserving the presence of God in us, on us, around us, 
in this church so the great miracles that this ministry is assigned to can come and abide and reside. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And that we don't literally just live from event to event, Sunday to Sunday, meeting to meeting, but we begin to learn how to abide in the presence of an almighty God. And I'm going to tell you, when that happens, there's miracles on the street. It'll happen everywhere you go. Glory be to God. Amen. I remember uh, the Lord began to deal with me. You know, if you're real hungry and you sit down, like at a, well, a Mexican restaurant's a good example because typically, now a lot of restaurants are like this. Some of them have hors d'oeuvres or whatever, but you usually have to order appetizers. Something about uh, a Tex-Mex kind of restaurant where they just always bring that sauce and chip and they just set it on the table before you ever pray or do anything else, right? Mm-hmm. And have you ever watched, I mean, even good Christians, you know, Oh, they believe in blessing the food, but evidently snacks don't count. Because <laughs> you're sitting there talking, you don't even think about it. And I mean, you got half a bowl of chips gone, you hadn't even thanked God once. And then the, the real food comes. Oh, I guess we need to really pray now. Lord, bless this chip, you know. It's kind of like people hold it up and just kind of flippantly say, Lord, bless this chip. All's within me, bless his holy name, you know. Oh, it's already of it, you know. And I'm not condemning anybody, I'm just simply saying... I've watched people, if they're pretty hungry, sit down at a table, and it's like they can't wait on other people. If people are talking or whatever, the chips are sitting there, they have no control That's right. to be able to tell their body, no, I'm going to wait. Now, most people would say, well, mama taught me better etiquette than that, and these young kids don't have any manners. This isn't about manners. This is about your body having too much control of you. This is about your God being your belly. This is about you being able to tell your body no. You can wait a few minutes until everybody gets their food. Hello. Why? Because we're talking about training ourselves. That we're, when we're in the presence of other people, they are more important than the food. And you need to tell Jesus, me being in your presence is more important than my hunger for natural things. Are are you with me here? Do you see it's not just about going without food. It's about training your spirit. Woo, glory be to God to where we can learn how to preserve the presence. So evidently fasting has something to do with the wineskin. Because he said you don't get new wine in old bottles. So evidently there's something about fasting that renews the bottle to handle the new wine. See there's something, there's things, spiritual laws, that as we operate in those laws, move us into position where we can preserve the presence. Say preserve the presence. Because see when the old wineskin splits and bursts, if it's not restored, the wine spills out. Both are lost. But he says if you put new wine into new bottles, they're both preserved. So if you'll preserve the presence, the presence will preserve you. I said if you'll preserve the presence, the presence will preserve you. And the Bible says that we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice. Why? Well, it's because we're preserving the presence. What does the presence do? 1 Thessalonians 5. 
First Thessalonians 5 tells us our whole spirit and our whole soul and our whole body be preserved, yes. blameless until the coming. Until the coming of the Lord, you mean I could be preserved, kept whole and complete, that this covenant could provide nothing missing, nothing broken, spirit, soul, and body till Jesus comes again if I'll just preserve the presence? Yeah, you bet it can. Because if you preserve the presence, it'll do something about your wineskin. <laughs> Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Do you see this? It's very, very important information. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of pop the lock on something, and then I'm done tonight. I promised you it would be just a few minutes. I wanted to open the door to this. We'll talk about where we're going because you get what you preach. I fully expect as we step into tomorrow night service for the presence of God, His presence, His glory, who He is to come in here amongst us and overwhelm us. <laughs> I recognize it now. I recognize it earlier tonight. You and I recognize it. But you know, once you experience it and you come to experience it and you know it's here, we've got to be very cautious that we don't start treating it common. That we're hungry for it. There's a reason people aren't hungry for certain things. They fill up on other stuff. It's amazing how much better things taste when you hadn't eaten for a while. <laughs> Has anybody ever done that? Yep. Just gone without food for a while and you're like, wow, this is good. Why? Because you hadn't filled up on other things. A lot of people wonder, why am I not hungry for the things of God? Easy. You're filling up on junk. So we want to preserve the presence that's a very, very important component. There's some things the Lord told me to talk about where that's concerned. And I believe you'll have ears to hear and eyes to see it. Amen. Amen. And there's some things that are synonymous with the presence of God. And it's not just fasting. So let me just give you an example. Pop the lock on the very first time presence is mentioned in the Bible. Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. It says that after Adam had eaten of that tree. And here again, here we're back to eating the wrong thing. His consciousness. Do you see this? Here's what happened. He heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And he hid himself from the presence of God amongst the trees. The voice of God is his presence. So when God speaks to you to do something, and yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. And you wrestle through six months before you finally decide, well, I might do that. Well, after that, you get callous and you forgot you even heard it. Yeah. What we've done is we've hidden ourselves. When we ignore the voice, we've hidden ourselves from the presence. Because the voice and the presence are synonymous. Well, then, if I'm preserving the presence, I'm preserving my ability to clearly hear his voice. Now, that's why things become so much sharper and clearer when you fast. Because your body's not screaming at you. And there's not a lot, of, a lot of other voices pulling on you. Oh, there will be in the first 24 hours. Your body will, you know. It's like one man said. He said, I fasted for a day and fell asleep that night. I had a dream. I dreamed I ate a 50-pound 50, 50 marshmallow. I woke up the next morning my pillow was gone. 
that dude had an issue. <laughs> yeah. So it's a fast. You've got to make a quality decision, you know. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to eat four of the biggest meals you ever ate in your life by nightfall. I guarantee it. That's when your body's, your body's like an unruly child. You tell it it can't eat, it wants to eat. So you just got to tell it, no, 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 you're not in control. I'll tell you when you can eat. And rah, shut up, I'll tell you when you can eat. You serve me. I'm not you, you're not me, I'm not a body. You shut up, you shut up. I'll tell you when you get to eat. I'm in control here. I'll tell you another secret. You don't eat just because it's time to eat. Oh, well. Boy, everybody's excited about this message. I said I wasn't a message on fasting, but the more solemn they become, the more I want to preach on it. I really didn't come to beat you about the head and shoulders. I really didn't. But I'm just saying by the Spirit of God that our body getting under control is a key ingredient to getting other voices out of the way. So we can hear his voice. And if we hear his voice, then we're experiencing his presence. Because his presence and his voice are synonymous. So it's critical to hear his voice because his voice comes from his presence. That's how it walks in us. It's how he ministers to us. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so the voice is more precious than the gold. Which we'll talk about tomorrow night. God is so good. But his presence is synonymous with a number of things in scripture. We're going to look at that, and we're going to talk about the importance of preserving His presence. Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Well, thanks, God, thanks be to God, He's with us. His presence is amongst us. There's more with us than there are against us. He's walking these aisles in a resurrected glory. I'm so thankful I have help, that I'm not here by myself, and the presence of God is encircling me scanning me, penetrating me, watching me, keeping me, leading me, and there's no strange God with me. Even in a waste howling wilderness, he found me and protected my vision like it was his very own vision. I have help. You have help. God is for me, and if God be for me, who can be against me? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Did you get anything out of the things of God tonight? Woo! What a great time in God! Woo! Glory to God! Stand on your feet and let's shout. I believe! I believe! That I received since I've received it. I have it. I'm leaving the house of God with it. I have it. I have it. Do you hear me? I have it. I have it. No, I say, do you hear me? That's what you're supposed to be saying. Do you hear me? Now look at somebody say, do you hear me? Do you hear me? I got it. I got it. Woo, I received it. This was my receiving night. Now one more thing. We received the church. And the church received. Woo, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Pastor, if you need to close this out. Oh, I know what I need to tell them. Come stand beside me. I need to do what I'm supposed to do in every service. I want everybody in the sound of my voice to know this. I really too, I know we live in the last of the last days. But even if Jesus isn't coming in my lifetime, it's the only generation I get. <laughs> this may not be the last generation, but one thing's for absolute certain, it's my last generation. <laughs> so when I finish, I want to hear well done. Amen. And you want to know why? 
Because there's a crown to gain, and the race is worth the running because of that crown. This thing is worth it. Glory be to God. So I want to encourage you tonight. God is for you. He's with you. Awesome things are happening. Live right. Live pure. Live holy because you're graced to do so. Jesus is coming soon. Glory be to God. God. I believe it with all my heart. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. Glory to God. Have you been blessed tonight? Amen. Uh, two things that I want to tell you, or actually three things, excuse me. Tomorrow night, 6.30, uh, Brother Tracy is going to be opening up more and more of this, and you're going to be blessed by it. Because when you start preserving the presence, the oh, presence yeah. of God, it does some work in your life, and it is good work. So be here, uh, be here tomorrow night at 6.30. Another thing, uh, I want to tell you this. And the reason I say this is because I know that a couple of you may be traveling. You might not be able to be here tomorrow night, but you should esteem it and and seek to. Find a way. Ask the Lord to open up a way so that you can be there. Because it is different watching it online versus being here. Being here is different. You receive an impartation different. You walk out of here different. And if you walk out of here different, then the people that are around you will be affected differently because you're walking in that. And I apologize. I'm I'm not in any way trying to interrupt or or overstep here. But that is such a key ingredient that the body of Christ is losing revelation of. And what I mean by that is I'm grateful for technology. I want to use it, will use it for benefit on every arena to reproduce revelation, to touch as many lives as possible. But evidently, it's important for him to be with them and for them to be with him in each other's presence. Mm -hmm. Yes. See, that's one of the reasons the Lord asked me to teach this. Because he made me to know that one of the enemy's agendas is to keep the church from operating in the spiritual laws that govern his presence in the assembly. His presence comes... When we are present. Yes, that's right. Because, you see, where two or three are gathered, there I am. Yes. Oh, glory to God. Yes. See, this is all about the spiritual laws of the corporate anointing that moves into a place that truthfully you can get here in a moment what you can never get watching online on the couch. Yes. Yeah, because very few people or at that place like the Roman centurion says, speak the word only, you don't have to come to my house. Very few people. He said, I've been looking for this over all of Israel. Right. Yes. So if a person can operate that way, just receiving from the word only, they are the exception, not the norm. Yes. He created the church for the body of Christ so that his presence could come with us. Mm. And so, yeah, I would encourage you, you've got to make those choices yes. to be in the presence of of God. Yes, amen. 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 So that's that's what you're saying. Yes, yes. Praise the Lord. Well, and the verse that comes to me is all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. And it may be lawful for you to watch it online, but it might not be the most profitable. Amen. So and uh, we need to pay attention to that. So one thing, you know, and this I want to I want to share this. You're getting ready to do some miracle meetings in Houston, Texas mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. And uh, see when that when the word came to me, the word took me to his presence when he said, Brian, go and get there to those. Well, I got to shift calendar and schedule and funds and everything else, but I'm going to be there. Because he spoke the word and that's where the presence is so that I can carry it for the people that I'm called to minister to. 
You're, see, many people are not picking up the responsibility of the ministry that God has given to you every day of your life. And so when God says go do something or partner with the ministry, you'll be like, well, I don't like it. And you go to logic instead of actually going to the anointing and the word and get into his presence so you can minister to those people. People are looking for somebody to be the salt and the light that they are called to be carrying the presence. We got to be obedient to those uh, the anointing when He speaks to us and tells us to do something. Be here tomorrow night, six thirty, yes, and uh, I'll tell you this: uh, I believe two things that the Lord has told me to do as a pastor at Boomerang Church is this: each year in the summertime, you have a ministers' conference in Texarkana. Yes, when I was there a couple of weeks ago, uh, Barrett and George were with us, and my girls were with us there. I believe the Lord spoke to me telling me how to get into his presence. And he said, and he spoke to me several years ago and said, don't miss one of these. Unless I redirect you in the future, don't ever miss another one. And I feel honored just to be there. I feel like I, the, the, the meetings that I've been in your minister's conference will be ones that people will ask me and say, Brian, you were there yeah. then? I, I, they've been special, and I believe we saw the smallest we've ever seen this past year, and it was large, large things happened. But here's what I believe he said to me just a couple weeks ago, is that he, he told me to tell my leaders at Boomerang that you need to believe God to be there next year. If you go one place in the year and you say, Lord, I'm believing you to go to that place, it would be to your minister's conference because the heart and the calling of what you are and what God's called you to do is so uh, parallel to who we are and what we're called to do. And the heart is there, that, that family heart, that power, revelation and power, it's there. And I would recommend to you, believe God to be there. It is a treasure. It is something special, is it not? And uh, so believe God to be there. That'll be ne next summer there. But here's the other thing that the Lord's spoken to me. Some of you in Boomerang know this, some of you don't, but what he's talking about, uh, fasting is a tool uh, to move into the presence of God, to, to be in that presence. It's a tool. Uh, many, some of you know this, some of you don't, but I'm starting right now a media fast uh, for a whole year. No movies, no TV, no scrolling on Facebook, no nothing like that, nothing that's not the Word of God or preaching. And I know this is, I'm not calling the church to do it. I'm not making it mandatory. I just know that the Lord is going to be telling you to do it. I've done this before a couple years ago, went from December to December. I came out a changed person. I, I mean, it simplified my life. Now, the reason I tell you that is because he's, he's already been drawing some of you to a higher place. Why? Because he wants you in his presence. He wants you in his presence. Not only that, but I'm doing that for about a month before I, I personally go into an extended fast. Some of you know what that is. The Lord's calling some of you to. I know some of you have already told me God's, God's putting on me to fast. This is, this is timely, of course, obviously. I know you hear from the Holy Ghost. This is very timely. Why? Because right now he's taken this ministry into his presence. Yeah. Into his presence to never leave again. 
He's taken us to a place we've never been before. And so you be open. Have your ears open. And don't, don't just hear the word fast and go, Oh, God, you know, get behind me, devil. Don't, don't be like that. Understand that if he's calling you to a fast, he will empower you supernaturally to see it through. He will give you a supernatural strength to make it happen and to go into that place. Don't be afraid of that. Be afraid of saying no to the king of kings. Let's esteem him and let's be prepared and come tomorrow night. Tomorrow be praying, Lord, what would you have me do? It might not be as long or as big as what Pastor Brian's doing, but whatever you tell me, I believe you'll empower me to do. Just like if he tells you to give something, he will give seed to the sower. He'll give strength to it. So those things I wanted to tell you, tomorrow night's going to be awesome. How many people received tonight? Did you enjoy it? It's our pleasure to share you with our body. Uh, We love it. We're so happy y'all are here. And uh, Father, we just thank you so much for your goodness and your graciousness that you poured out on us, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, may every person hearing this be blessed in the name of Jesus. Lord, let them be strengthened with all might in Jesus' name and go and return in all blessing and safety in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have a good night. See you tomorrow night.